Hey there, podcast listeners. About a week ago, we asked you to vote on your favorite episode of the Story Machine 9000 that would ultimately be created into a podcast drama. And today I wanted to share the results. Our very first podcast drama will be Earl of Montana and the Knights of Ice. That said, in lieu of new episodes, we're going to be working hard to create this podcast drama and providing you with updates. So stay tuned and thanks for voting. Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we create movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies consist of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like that uh, like that shitty bottle of colorful sand you would get from the county fair. Does anyone remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah sure. I always have them in gift shops, too. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Then you shake it up and it's all brown. Yeah. <laughs> Just like our movies. My name is Joshua Lytle. I'm a filmmaker, podcaster, and storyteller. I'm Chris Wegman. I'm a filmmaker and podcaster, and I usually don't say a third thing. <laughs> I'm Chad Dankert. I am also a filmmaker and an art director. And we actually have a very special guest on the show today, Chris Kelsch. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Chris Kelsch. Uh, I'm an animator uh, from Columbus, Ohio, and that's about it. Good deal. If you haven't noticed already, Chris is our first... Uh, remote guest uh so chris is joining us uh live from columbus today yes we piped him in to the warehouse where the machine is yeah yep i can feel it yep (laughs) turns out the machine has a bunch of uh auxiliary outputs in the back that we never noticed before Mm -hmm. and uh uh consider this a new feature yeah all we had to do is lift up its skirt there you go (laughs) (laughs) after asking yes yes true we asked asked politely yeah it consented. <laughs> oh boy, God! It can't even be funny now anymore. No. <sighs> uh, well, cool. So uh, you know, we're you know it's funny because we're always discovering uh, new features uh, yeah. on the machine. But yeah. uh, I guess we should mention that the machine is fixed now. Yes, most definitely. It has been repaired after our Halloween laser incident. Um, yep, the machine is fully operational. No bugs, nothing else. Nothing's nope. ever going to happen. Nothing yeah. else could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on that note, yeah, let's fire it up. Yes. So um, hopefully we got all the wiring so, right. So, Kelsh, as our guest, um, did you download the app that we sent you? The uh, No, I didn't have any Wi-Fi. Oh. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, well... Oh. Then, uh, wait, oh, wait, I'm, I'm going, I'm pulling into a Starbucks right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, got it. Good deal. Cool. All right. All right. So, um, we just need you to, uh, type in your deepest, darkest secrets and All right. the machine will start. There's not really okay. much and audio in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh boy. That's, yeah, it's running like new. Wow. Mm-hmm. And his deepest, darkest secrets are showing up on this little uh, panel oh, Chris. here on the machine. <laughs> Bro. Sorry. <laughs> I was expecting deeper and darker, but I don't know. This is okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, it looks like, uh, looks like our criteria uh, is printing out. Here we go. All right. So our uh, genre is Western. All right. Our prop is a pair of dice. 
That works. I like that, yeah. Our line is, the car was red, blood red. All right. <laughs> kind of, okay, cool. Western. <laughs> and uh, our location is a hotel bar. Ooh. Nice. Dang. I did not nice. write those down. It's okay. We can That's, <laughs> We can reference this recording we're making. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pen right there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so Western. A uh, pair of dice. pair of dice. The car was red. Blood red. Yep. And hotel Very bar. Very specific. Cool. What was that, Chris? I was just saying, uh, they really want you to know that it's red. Yep. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. What color was it? It's a red. very special color. Blood red. All right, cool. Well, uh, as with any as with any episode, we kind of start with uh, um, what immediately comes to mind as it relates to the genre. So what does everyone think when they think of uh, Western? Oh, man. I, I literally just watched The Hateful Eight last night for the first time. Oh, yeah? Nice. I mean, and so that's got such a classic <laughs> Western feel. But I also liked how it was mostly in the mountains, so it was, it kind of uh, flipped your script. You usually think of them as being somewhere in the desert. But yeah. not that any of this matters with the with the line, with the car line. I don't know if that throws us anywhere specific. I was going to call that out, that because the line says a car, uh, it's de- this is going to be a modern Western. Or, I mean, not modern, yeah, but sort of it's contemporary. Def- yeah, it's definitely not going to take place in, like, 1885. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's all right, though. Unless someone's inventing a car. Yeah. You know, like in Back to the Future or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could argue that this is going to be a really bad story because I can't remember the name of the flick. It's a dude that kills everybody with the cow. Oh, No Country for Old Men? Yeah. You could almost argue that that's a modern day. Oh, there's, I think there's plenty of modern day Westerns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, the, I mean, the tropes of a Western that I can think of is usually you've got, like, the good and the bad, and, and you know, like, the good guys wear white and the bad guys wear black, and you've got that uh, lone hero, kind of like Clint Eastwood, who, who, like, moseys into town, and he solves all their problems, and then he leaves... You know, no one moseys in this day and age. No one moseys, so <laughs> we, there will be no moseying in this. Yeah, so he's got a. I don't drive, know. But he drives into town in a, a red car. Yeah, does he? A blood red car. Does he? Does he drive the car? I mean, sorry, getting ahead of ourselves because no. I, yeah, I agree. I think the the hero, the solo hero, mm-hmm. rides off into the sunset. Yeah. Those yeah. are the tropes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other ones that come to mind. Yeah, you really can't get more classic than a like a western as far as story goes. You typically, yeah, unless you're doing some sort of murder mystery, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like um, on uh, Spotify the other day. I was listening to uh, that jam, uh, Big Iron, uh, which is basically just like a whole western story from beginning to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, email machine. Play Big Iron. Playing Big Iron. Big Iron on his head. Okay. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Big cool. Iron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't play the whole song, though. No. That would have been a drag. That would have been bad radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to talk about some of these other, like yeah. the prop or the location? Maybe that will spark some ideas. The prop was dice. Yeah. Right? Dice. I mean, 
six pack yeah sorry that's the new one Never yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i mean i guess like the dice immediately sort of conjures up like a, a like a wager or something which i think is is pretty doable within our sort of western universe right yeah and i like to think that like maybe the car is like the MacGuffin, like the car is like the desirable thing like mm. you might gamble on a car yeah like that kind of thing it's funny the thing that's coming to mind and josh you'll probably remember yeah. this from at NAB like two or three years ago it was in Canon's content theater where they made that piece that was like the hustle over the car yeah. or whatever over the muscle car that's just it had all the tropes of a western there was like gambling in it mm-hmm. I'm not saying we go that route but that's yeah. just what we this filtering from a short story perspective but but like I don't know thinking of like Vegas that's kind of a I mean because it's in the middle of a desert oh that yeah. could be fun it'd be like a fun location like a Vegas setting mm-hmm. yeah and it and it's so it's not like a rundown small town. It's like a big, thriving place, and so it could be kind of a cool place to set our... Yeah, unless you set it on, like, Fremont Street or something like that. Old yeah. Vegas. <laughs> Old Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of reminded of, like, um, like those bug, uh, the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons when, uh, you know, Yosemite he would... Sam. Yeah, like, Yosemite Sam owned the... Uh, he, would, he owned the casino, mm-hmm. and, like, Bugs Bunny would just kind of, like, clean him out. Honestly, I was thinking of, I mean, Dice seems to fit Western so perfectly, but then once we got car, I was thinking Fuck. Dice in the windshield. Oh, oh yeah. Too. Nice. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 tricky because I think this is one of the few times when we've actually got things that work so well together that it's it's mm-hmm. it's really difficult for me to make uh, sort of snap, yeah, yeah. snap judgments about how to make everything sort of click. What about Hotel Bar? That uh, there's plenty the right of hotels direction. in I mean, Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I'm I'm quickly beginning to think that Las Vegas is a contender for our, our setting. Um, let's uh, yeah. Let's talk about our character a little bit. Maybe maybe what we do is we sort of uh, we up the ante a little bit. No pun intended. And <laughs> uh, let's talk about our character a little bit. Like let's introduce almost like a fifth our fifth category. So like who's our character and what kind of story do we want to tell? Uh, with these with these other elements <clears throat> like is this like a man in the hole story or or by virtue of having western do we kind of already have do we want to follow that yeah he rode into town a lot of times there is though in the westerns that in, inciting incident that sets off your protagonist mm-hmm. so you may not know that they're a complete badass until something puts them in motion that's true and I'm curious, like, what would that be for this character in Vegas? So there, I guess, two two things. Like, why am I here? Why am yeah. I going there? And what is the thing that alters my trajectory to put me onto whatever path, right? It's like, you gotta... I, w- I would think there's something that happens. And with dice and with cars, we have a couple different options I think we could go. We could, be, we could go the route of, like, maybe the dude's car gets stolen. Maybe something maybe he gets cheated in a game i don't know you know yeah i don't know because like i i guess for for whatever reason in my mind i had i'd kind of thought like yeah sort of classical western like this is the this is the stranger that rolls into town right i think that's a good place and so we kind of almost purposely don't know a whole lot about him could he he be like a guitar player like a singer or you know like some sort of like folk singer because i mean people go to vegas to play music you know, in like a hotel bar or something like that. So maybe he he pulls in to, to like you said, like Fremont Street. He's not on he's not on the yeah, main drag. Yeah, he wouldn't be on the strip. Yeah, he's right? not on the strip. He's not <laughs> Britney Spears, but yeah. he pulls in 
to sort of the, the or is he Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that we, we've we've <laughs> we've messed with uh, famous people before on this show. Yeah, the, Orson Welles. Yeah, with with mixed success. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, maybe he 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 pulls into the like the older sort of rundown part of Vegas, and he's looking for a gig, and that's when he comes across trouble. Okay, so, like he's just a musician. I mean. Okay. He's our he, sorry. Let me start. There. I mean, he's our mysterious sort of wanderer who gets into trouble. Yeah, you know, with like the local. I like that idea because, like, obviously, no one's like a cowboy by trade, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, obviously, some people are, but <laughs> the not, not this guy. Cows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just lost a lot of fans there. <laughs> he could be an actual cowboy. Uh, that could be his act yeah. in the big city. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe he pl- maybe he plays a cowboy on TV. And he so he could he might not be so cool and calm as you know, kind of like um the uh the three amigos, you know, like they just play yeah. cowboys but they're not actually, you know, real bullets. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. I kind of like that. And so like maybe it's like all his songs are about cowboys and heroics and stuff and that's kind of mm-hmm. he uses his songs as a way to kind of um uh, make sense of of uh, of this trouble, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. he's, um, you know, and obviously he's kind of got like a doofy sort of like rhinestone cowboy get up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our movies, but yeah, I, I imagine things. that he pulls a genre, into town, a prop, he, he a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like that casinos. And he's he's trying to get a colorful sand walks into the county fair hotel bar, and he's talking to the bartender. Trying to get a gig. Okay. All right, so so and then, and so then. let's let's give this guy a name because I, I feel like we we've got a bad track record of kind of talking about these people kind of mm-hmm. in theory and then Butch, Butch. All well, right, go around have a stage everyone name. Everyone, go around and give the best cowboy name that they've got. I'm gonna say Duke. I'm gonna say Buck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used that one before. <laughs> That's right, you did. <laughs> yes, Chris Kelsch that was a good western. One. You should check it out. It's on Vimeo, right? I'm just gonna say Joe. 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 All right. Well, I, I, I said it. Butch. All right. Butch. I mean, I would, stand him Butch. I would imagine he has like a stage name. If we're thinking of this guy having like a character, like this. Yeah. So he could be, you know. Uh, uh, I think we just should cram them all together. <laughs> Bucky Joe Duke. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, you can throw Joe on anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucky Joe the Duke. The Butch Duke. <laughs> okay, he's not so, doing so, one of those kind of so shows in now, Vegas. Now we're making Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> the Butch Duke, yeah. Yeah, we're not doing one of those kind of shows in Vegas. <laughs> I don't I mean Bucky Joe the Duke. I don't know. There's but Bucky Joe Duke? Bucky or, Joe Duke? That could be a Josh was yours Duke? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm liking Duke as much anymore. I'm trying to cram it it's, it's too close to Dukey. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's say Bucky Joe. Yeah, Bucky Joe. Like that. I, that sounds like more of a stage name. And yeah. It's like street name would be. But his just actual Joe. name is yeah, is Joe. <laughs> no, it's no, no, just Joe. It's I just, don't know. Yeah, yeah just Joe. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Joe something. Joe yeah. Smith. You know, he's just. Yeah. 
But Bucky Joe is a stage name. Yep. So are we going? Are we going comedy on this? Comedy western, western comedy. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see where your head's at because I'm, yeah, I'm trying to follow it. And it's, it's starting to go into the realm of. I think when I panic, I tend to. I tend to go funny. I mean, was it the outfit or the name? Was it the outfit or the name? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's up to us because there's, there's people, there's, there's actors out there, there's performers who have to put on these personas to make a living, mm-hmm. and so this could be a serious story about this guy getting into some trouble, yeah. um, with like. You know, they're like mobsters or something. That's what I think I get, of in I Vegas. Got, I got so like, you. it yeah, could be yeah. really serious, or it could also be sort of there's like some yeah. silly ironic things sure. in a way. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I was just mm-hmm. curious. Like it was the couple references to like Three Amigos and a few where I was just like, all right. I, I mean, yeah. I want to make sure we're all talking little, the same thing. I was leaning a little funny. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I and Lebowski. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm good with all that. I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure. Yeah. No, I'm leaning a little funny. I sort of like that, like, sort of almost, like, dark comedy tone that yeah. sort of mixes the two. It could mm-hmm. be. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, agree. Okay, so we've got uh, Bucky Joe, who is a uh, uh, performer. Yeah. Um, Trying to hit it big in Vegas. Yep. So he uh, rolls into town in his, uh, his, red. his red car. Mm-hmm. Camaro. Blood red. Sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with Camaro. Old, old Camaro. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, what kind of what kind of guy is? I mean, so yeah, is it a nice car or is it what kind of what kind of guy is Bucky Joe? I was thinking. I mean, what I, when I said Camaro, I was thinking like muscle car. Yeah. Like old yeah. old older Camaro. But I, it doesn't but have to like, be in great shape or anything. Yeah. It's but just, I feel like all he has is his car and his guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And like the the clothes in the suitcase. Yeah. I mean, and on his back. And and the ones on his back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not walking around so, in the buff. So he's got two pairs of clothes. He's got the clothes on his back, and he's got the ones he performs in. I just, I just yeah. got this picture of this dude looking just like Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri in his red Camaro. Let him his driver's Like shit. Watch me eat this burger. Yeah. So now, do we need a different car? No. No. I. Nope. For the record, I did not immediately associate a Camaro with Guy Fieri. All right. Yeah. It just <laughs> so happened in my good. head. All right. Good. Good. Fuck. I don't think I don't think he's got the I don't think he's got that trademarked yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. So so, so Joe walks into the hotel bar hotel of the bar. small establishment. Is there a gold dust? Is there a go- yes. yes? Yeah. There oh, is. really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Here, hold on. Ask say, like, Someone already thought of that one, Josh. What's that? <laughs> Someone already thought of that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm probably literally like a hundred years late on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a casino and I'm call gonna call it, it the gold dust. Oh, I was gonna say like the wagon train or yeah, something like that. The wagon wheel. Wagon wheel. Just constant references to Western stuff. Cause oh, even yeah. though we're in sort of a contemporary uh, uh, time period, mm-hmm. like we can still like make it as Western as humanly possible, whether it's through like the name of the mm-hmm. casino or it's like but what if the what if like the owner of the casino is not Western at all? It's like Italian mobsters. I don't know because I also think yeah. of Vegas as being sort of like this, like mob city. Yeah, too. I mean, I think of like westerns and how basically the uh, the stranger kind of rolls into town and saves the town from right. like 
not necessarily these vigilantes because I guess he would be the, considered the vigilante, mm-hmm. but just like a gang or like yeah. A, that, that's why I'm saying like yeah. If, what's up? So it's like a group of people. That's yeah. yeah. That's why I was saying like mobsters. Yeah. You know, so. It's the golden nugget, not the gold dust. There uh, could be a gold dust, but I was thinking of the golden nugget. Yeah. Gold I don't know. Nugget. I like. I liked. Uh, I liked Whiteman's suggestion, the wagon wheel or wagon wheel. Something. Oh, so we're making one up, fictional. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So Bucky Joe rolls into town, goes to the wagon wheel. Yep. And uh, approaches the uh, the owner about playing a few sets there, a few nights a week. Yeah. I mean, he's got to do an the, ad the, in the paper. Ooh, there's mm-hmm. an ad in the paper. Nice. I was going to say there has like to be the, ad. the the typical, you know, walks in and and first meets someone right meets uh well that's what i was saying he, maybe yeah. he talks to the bartender the, bar, first. the bartender like bartenders the, are usually sort of a nor a nice yeah middle person we add that like auxiliary character like right here yeah okay but we can get that in like the sam you know later. sam sam the bartender yeah okay well, i was gonna say it could be the a female too a woman oh a woman that maybe he meets. We, oh we could combine two two roles in a western so there's like the bartender character but then there's also like the uh the prostitute with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could combine the two characters. So bartending's not her only job. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. I'm just. I guess we're we're removing her prostitute. Got uh, it. Okay. Part. <laughs> she she she, she works she, she works the, the the world's second oldest profession. Not her actual parts. Her yeah. profession. Got it. <laughs> okay. Her name could still be Sam. Yeah, I sure. dig it. Right, yeah. My name's Sam. All right. She's behind the bar. Joe and Sam. Yeah. And she's not impressed with him at first. He's a showman, you know. Yeah, I don't he's know. an entertainer. I he's, guess that's a good question. Is, to, is he good? Is he, like, good at what... It, you know what I mean? Are we going to play him as a good musician? Is he a good-looking guy? Or is he really struggling to make this happen? I liked Wegman's comparison to The Three Amigos, where he's a very competent and confident musician. But not a cowboy, right? Like so, he like looks. He's the not going to thrive in a world of trouble. He sounds the part, but he's not. That's how I was picturing him so far. Is yeah, he he's probably got a good heart, but he might not be able to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be tough for him to win the day in the end if he runs up into some baddies. Yeah, yeah. he's got. He, he may even die or something. Mm-hmm. He's got a big heart, yeah. but 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 a little spine. Mm-hmm. If the wagon wheel is this smaller town, smaller s- casino hotel on, in in Vegas, mm-hmm. and it's the one he happens to stumble in, um, but perhaps, perhaps like the people that work there, all have the the heart of gold, right? Mm-hmm. They're all like good people, yeah. But they're so he stumbles into this, and that's his. That's like the the guy that stumbles in, and and, and, and so that's then the town. The, yeah. the, the hotel is the town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, right. So like, let's make guy. our world smaller. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. And there's the big bad casino that's going to try and they want to take them because they want to demolish yeah. it. It's yep. old, and they want to build a new big. <laughs> so it's not so much that this this casino is already under the rule of like an iron fist. No, it's, they're like the only one sitting outside. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, like, so when when Joe comes into the casino, maybe Sam is like, "Well, you don't, you don't, you don't want to work here. Like, we're gonna be gone in a week, you know." Okay. The like they're gonna try. They're trying to buy us out. Yeah. Name the big casino. <laughs> What's the name of the big casino? It could be a. It, I still want it them. Could to be, be someone. It could be someone's name. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. It could yeah. be a family name mm-hmm. who own. It could just be they own. They own everything yeah. here. Yeah. They're trying to. They're trying to take it all over. Yeah. What's that family name then? Rather than the casino. Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like it. We've already. We we have. We'll call him had Stump. <laughs> Sam Stump. 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 Oh. Sam Stump. All right. William Stump. Ronald yeah. Stump. Ronald Stump. <laughs> Stump. Sure. Stump Incorporated. Yeah. So like it's a family. It's like a big family business that owns a lot of these. Yeah. Okay. Stumps. I like Stumps. We're the Stumps. Stumps. Yeah. Going Stump. Stump. Stump Hotel Group. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. could go all day with. We what? could. We could. Yeah. But that's like the company. I mean, the guy. The 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 parent of this company the the founder of the company is ronald ronald stump ronald stump ronald stump ronald Uh, ronald k stump yeah i was gonna say ronald something a giant orange buffoon with small hands (laughs) 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 what if he's like what if he's really uh, he's really slender he's got black hair and like those like like the mustache like a like a pointy mustache yeah i don't know a magician's mustache just going with the opposites today (laughs) yeah or he could be a big guy, you know. I can't help but picture a big guy. All right, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, like, like a stump of a man. Yeah, like you got like Bob, Boss Hog from. Yeah. Yeah, like I, p- pinstripe suit. Yep. Like uh, like the King of Malta. Yeah. Remember that dude? Yep. Okay. Chris does. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, I was just thinking. Yeah, if yeah, he's. I mean, most westerns, the bad guy can typically dominate everybody otherwise he's, he'd be like a brainiac type yeah. I don't know yeah that's yeah. you got like size muscle like yeah. mass like he's gotta that. be like, like physically imposing yeah and he's king, got all like these, kingpin and he's got all these cronies that work for him they're like spies in town okay so right on. uh Joe comes in to the wagon wheel and uh when he's asking Sam who he thinks is just the bartender about a job finds out she's the owner and, and she's sort of I imagine this place is empty like there's no one here and he's like you need yeah, like he's like what I think you need is like a killer act you know something yeah. something with a little bit of glamour and some some yeah. some, some twang some twang some twang <laughs> need some yeah, twang cool, in your life yeah. what, what if that's how what if his act actually is the thing that helps oh keep- no I think so but she doesn't believe it she thinks that like she said she's like well in a week they're gonna they're gonna buy this place out you know like we're we're done for we're just yeah. like sitting here waiting for the papers to be signed <laughs> and, and he's like no like we can I, I I love the parallels between a six shooter and a six string like nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good oh, deal yeah. okay so I think we've actually done a really really decent job of kind of creating uh, a a lot of the the world that we're operating in and then likewise we're also developing the characters a little bit uh we're going to take a quick break and then uh, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about how exactly bucky joe gets into trouble with uh the stump hotel group and uh and uh how uh uh he saves stump international yeah. oh yeah sam saved the yeah and how wheel. and how he ultimately uh saves the day uh we'll be right back josh lytle 
Yes. You seem to have a certain pep in your step. I do. Well, why is that exactly? Probably because of this awesome coffee. There's a there's a certain glimmer in your eye that is undeniable. I think that's the chemical effect that caffeine has on my body. And I think it will for most people, especially if you uh, source your coffee from Abracadabra Coffee. Yes, Abracadabra Coffee sourced from uh, some weirdos in Vermont, uh, South Central Vermont to be exact. And they really give a damn, Josh. Yeah, the good kind of weirdos. Yeah, drinking this, do you find yourself giving a damn? You know, I actually do. Damn it, that's awesome. And have yourself a great damn day by getting some Abracadabra Coffee today. Yes, friends, that's abracadabracoffee.com. Check it out. Now available in the can. And we're back. So, uh... Before the the break, at the top of the show, uh, we were talking about Bucky Joe, who is a musician, uh, drives into uh, town, uh, town being uh, Las Vegas, specifically Old Vegas, Old Strip, uh, Fremont Street, and he's looking for a gig. So he wanders into uh, the Wagon Wheel, a casino, and approaches Sam, the bartender, about getting a job as a, as a music act in the uh, hotel bar. Sam informs that uh, the hotel is uh, about to be sold. About to be sold. About to be uh, under new management. Uh, new management being the Stump Hotel Group. And that's kind of where we left off. Sorry, I thought we went into like in Bucky Joe. Bucky Joe. Joe. Yeah. Bucky yeah. Joe. Like Bucky his, Joe. He, he starts playing there. The show. He well, actually he, starts he convinced, it back. So like where we left off was he convinces her that. Okay. Uh, she should let him play because it'll bring in a crowd. Okay, gotcha. I thought we already went ahead that he does, and it does. And Uh and I had kind of said that she said, I kind of said that they have a week, putting like Mm -hmm. a time limit on it. Like the papers are going to be signed in a week. Got it. So just putting a limit on our story, like he has a week to solve this. I mean, he doesn't, he's not trying to, but like. Right. So out of the goodness, better do a show every night. (laughs) So out of the goodness of his heart, he starts playing. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's his motive? He he, came there for a job, so I'm assuming he needed at least a little bit of money or something. Yeah, he needs a job. But what's keeping him from saying, "Oh fuck it, I'm going to the next hotel." Yeah, the next hotel that'll have me. That good heart of his. (laughs) So, so, like, someone's like she could be. I think we can up it, and she could like. I don't know. Someone could be roughed up, or he could see some. Something going down, like the when he got on his way in, you know, I, yeah, I, like a little hint of it. Yeah, I I like that, Chris. I like the I like that subtle difference in, um, instead of her saying we're gonna be out of business in a week, mm-hmm. maybe she's resistant to it. Maybe maybe he witnesses that when he first comes in, he's applying for the job, and we see some of the stump group come in, and, and they're they're trying to like strong stumps. strong armor a bunch of these stumps so so like they're the, some of his goons are at the bar trying to like get her to sign the papers or something like or that or something, something yeah they're yeah, trying yeah. to like force her into the agreement mm-hmm. and yeah and and he witnesses this and is and then then we see like the the golden hearted mm-hmm. okay that's when whatever. they that's when they actually have the conversation and yeah she does tell him what's going on yeah so so just for future reference bucky joe he just has just this insanely big heart and just like a really true moral compass. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like a a big fan f- of justice. So yeah. what if? Sorry, yeah. if we're kind of playing it up that it we're or we said earlier that mm-hmm. Joe Joe is not not like the I'm gonna punch you in your face, but he's he's a musician, right? Yeah. So if we do literally take the exchange the six shooter for the six strings mm-hmm. thing, what if like when he 
does encounter this this like failing casino hotel and knows that you know crowds of people and stuff will that's that's his like his challenges is like oh i can bring people here yeah yeah, exactly i'll i can turn this around for you type of deal so yeah i think that's it's more it 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 may be less about moral compass and more about like maybe it's both i guess i don't know okay the the challenge of putting on a kick-ass show and bringing people to this place okay maybe it's just like that's the way he's like yeah i'll do it i don't know i think that's how i know the more we talk about him the more I feel like he is a badass more than like a yeah no yeah. I hear you which is fine but like I, yeah I just like now I'm like picture I'm like yeah this guy's kind of badass alright yeah. <laughs> but, but like badass cool. in the way that like he could put on the show and he'd like bring all these people in who think that you know yeah. folk singing is you know sort of old school or, or badass like six string samurai yeah <laughs> yeah especially when we took away like when Chris sort of obscured his past and made him mosey in the town I was like yeah like it doesn't matter like you could just tell like he could be like this cool guy coming off of like right, some yeah. ten like other that. adventures yeah I like, that feels western yeah to me. let's go let's go let's go traditional and this guy's just yeah yeah so he's, he's the man so he walks in guys want to be he, he orders, a, he orders a whiskey neat <laughs> yeah yeah he gets the job how does he how does he drum up some business I feel like that's got to be part a little bit of it. I don't know. Like I like now. Now I'm kind of fascinated with this idea that this guy's just like a complete badass. Like I like to think that Sam is kind of, you know, this this guy. He kind of walks in. He's got a lot of charisma. He's kind of a badass, and mm-hmm. you know, she's already kind of explained to him that you know, listen, it's not a it's good over. time. You know, yeah. the hotel is going to be sold in a few days, and. Uh, He's just very cool and collected and confident. And she says, how are you even going to get people in here? And he says, don't worry about that. Or I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and, like he, and he like just kind of has a way of drumming up business. And so he's almost kind of like, by virtue of being a stranger and stuff like that, we, we I, I feel somewhat obligated to kind of keep, yeah, keep up no, with no, this, I like agree. the man, the myth, the legend. And yeah. he just kind of does amazing yes. things. Yeah. I dig that. And, so then I think he just goes and he like just starts playing right like somewhere who cares who cares like at like, the bar yeah like at the bar like there's a mini I mean, stage a, there yeah, at the yeah, bar like a mini stage. but there's yeah I feel like there's got to be some kid that he that he's like hey kid like run this table you know what I mean like or mm-hmm. do something you get this like kid that does something I, I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't want to add characters the, but I when, think about like well, when I was thinking know, of this that being, kid's getting shot later I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> what's that so that kid's getting shot later. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Skippy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, if this is a sort of modern day, I mean, the way things get out, like people learn about stuff is through social media. So if he's pl- if he just gets up there and starts playing and someone... All right. So, yeah, so like, yeah, maybe yeah. the kid is... Got- the, he's like, he's like, kid, hey, like, film this. Oh. Something like that. I would say this. you got a little Back to the Future scene there where he, he calls up Marvin <laughs> Gaye or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, like, preview that you know yeah it's sort of a little bit of that like maybe yeah he just starts and it it, it starts like i don't yeah. know it's always been places where you walk by and yeah. you hear really good live music yeah. and you walk in you well, know fast track yeah, maybe a couple, a couple days like the first two days yeah uh the story will fast track where like he just starts playing and people yeah people yeah. stop and then they like start piping the music out into the street and then yeah. more people stop 
it uh, it first starts to transform how the people like that work there are yeah. right yeah oh yeah yeah they definitely and then they start talking about it mm-hmm. and I would I would say to keep the story moving the next point of like drama I think is when uh, Ronald Stump shows up to one of the shows oh yeah because he notices that like business like something's happening here yeah and so you know like our guy's on stage and he comes off for a break and Sam tells him like that dude who walked in at the back table like that's that's Ronald Stump mm. <laughs> that's Ronald <laughs> that's, that's Ronald Stump that's Ronald Stump <laughs> dude do you know who that is that's Ronald Stump but there would be like it would be like a big deal you know like yeah. he's, he's playing and singing and then he looks up and he notices this like big guy with a bunch of you know yeah. a bunch of goons like around a posse him. around him and so like there's this sort of yeah. visual cue yeah. that something's up and without being funny but with the intention of being clever it's like in the middle of his set and he's like mm-hmm. singing a song about how like the bad dude walked into town yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying and so yeah. mm-hmm. and he like yeah Ronald Stump kind of assumes his seat in kind of like this reserved area mm-hmm. you know and it kind of in the in the back in the back or whatever ooh it'd be dramatic lighting and yeah shit. and they kind of like stare each other down that'd yeah. be fucking cool yeah. yeah and I was I was gonna go on to say maybe at the end of the night Stump invites him over to his table to like compliment him and and maybe tries to like steal him. Okay. Mm. I don't know. So he try to yeah, so basically he hasn't given up on uh buying the hotel, but he tries to keep him as part of Right. Yeah, he's the trying hotel. to like he's trying to buy him. He's trying to leverage his success. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason if the hotel's not doing well, that's the only way that he can get get it i guess right well because if the hotel is not desperate for money then obviously they're not interested in selling right so so is that is that the final encounter or are we kind is that kind of the end of act two i think it would be the end of act two so they're sitting at the table and stump's offering him money and okay like he could play the big show like the big stages like he doesn't have to play here at this yeah rinky dink place and i mean because of that encounter if he turns him down does stump threaten him does do we get like a start building yeah the, I think so yeah we have to yeah. get into the character of why like what is he offered why does he turn it down yeah because well and I think it kind of goes back to an earlier point in the conversation because if he's not motivated by money anymore then obviously no no amount of money is going to get him to switch sides right and at this juncture Stump realizes that he's not going to be able to acquire the hotel through legal means and so maybe he threatens him with kind of obscure sort of uh, uh, threat or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I own this town. I'll get this hotel one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I guess where I was going with the, the the motive of it's like twofold. If he doesn't care about money, cool, I get it. But also what makes him care so much about this little casino? Uh, and maybe we don't need to, maybe I'm trying to go too deep on the character. Is maybe it, it doesn't matter. Is it Sam? Could be Sam. Yeah, it yeah. could be that. Love interest. I mean, I think it's I think it's maybe a little bit of everything. So maybe, and I, I'm just kind of free associating or spitballing, but maybe it's like, you know, by virtue of being this sort of wanderer, right? He's been from town to town to town, and this is the first time he's kind of felt like found home. Yeah, it's kind of going back mm-hmm. to what I like uh, Wegman yeah. was talking about earlier. He just kind of something about the place resonates, right? Whether it's like the cowboy vibe or Sam or, or yeah, or the people, maybe like this kid that you mentioned earlier, maybe that's like Sam's kid mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And yeah. you know, they hit it off or whatever and we really can't kill him then. <laughs> I don't know, or or we could definitely kill him. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
<laughs> so how, much how child about, death. How about, the, how about like Sam's dad is also like a blackjack dealer or a craps dealer? There's your dice. Sam's dad? Oh yeah. Like, dude. Oh oh like <clears throat> I see. What I picture here is 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 one of those the one of those films that goes from like relatively mm. like not tame necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But then like the the ramp up to high really, drama goes yeah. really fast. Because well, I, I, I don't picture there being sort of a shootout or anything at the end of this. But like and, a dice game? Maybe like, like a game a of dice game? or something, right? Maybe that's how all this stuff kind of comes to a head. I like that. Yeah. I like that maybe in the end, there, there it's not quite so violent. It's sort of this this gambling game that this Mr. Stump has to sort of honor because of because it's Vegas. Or, but the ancient Vegas rules yeah. dictate. Or, or what if like he, <laughs> what if he really doesn't give a shit? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, he does, but he doesn't. Right at yeah. the end of the day, it's like this little casino is not going to make him or break him. It was almost yeah. more sport, which makes him almost more evil. Yeah. But w- okay, so what he's if, so he's yeah. open to leave it to a gamble at the mm-hmm. end. So I don't know. I, I like where you're going, Chad. So maybe it's maybe it gets really sort of like, for lack of a better word, sort of like dark or sort of twisted at the end. And so, you know, it all comes to a head with this this game of dice or craps or whatever it is. And just when you think he's going to up the ante to to bet the hotel, right? Like that's what he's really after. Mm-hmm. He kind of reads Bucky Joe and w- really finds out what he actually wants, which is Sam. And then he bets Ooh. Sam on the dice. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, to your point, it was never about the hotel. This guy's just mm-hmm. like an evil bastard. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just at this juncture, he just he just Betty, wants to see this guy suffer because Betty he's given a bunch I of guff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, but go ahead, Chris. My, my only, my only, uh, not like argument, but the only thing I would say is something about that, like the final shootout, mm-hmm. you always think the good guy has more skill coming out of it or is, yeah. right. I don't know. How, how do we make it? So in that moment, he, he has to almost be sure of it. Cause I feel like that would be pretty risky for him so to could, agree to that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Could we pull, um, they do something like this in a James Bond movie where they're, they're playing dice and the, the villain has like loaded dice and, and, and Bond like switches the dice on him mm. or like he uses and, and like if the villain were to announce to the group like oh you can't use my dice they're loaded he uh. would lose like all of a sudden you're, you're like admitting you've been cheating the whole time so like the, the good guy realizes that he's got the loaded dice he uses them and wins and to save face the bad guy has to sort of yeah, he has to use. He has to. He, he has, has to, to like use accept, dice. He, Well, he just has to accept that. Sure. Like, oh yeah, you won. Got it. Even right. though you use like the fake die. Like, or so, yeah. So, or or they keep. They have to just keep rolling the yeah. same, the same numbers yeah. again and again. Mm. Both of them. Yeah. What uh, what James Bond movie is that? That's an octopusy. <laughs> they're uh, they're playing backgammon. All right, I'll grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Never grow up. Um. All right. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I like. I, I realize it's sort of derivative, but I really like that. So, well, like, I, they, I, w- I was going to introduce mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah, this is like another wrinkle that we'd have to go farther back in the story to establish. Mm-hmm. But perhaps that's how we bring. And I'm going to say it. We never really agreed, but Sam's kid. Maybe Sam's kid is caught like 
you know throwing dice with weighted dice or something mm, like okay. in the casino or something okay maybe too maybe too much like for real pushback mm. if that's kind of too crazy to do but maybe that that comes up as a so is that yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know I mean I, I kind of like well, it because like there's some foreshadowing qualities to it so, right? so do, is does uh, stump catch the kid that's kind of what I was thinking so, so like maybe so think about he comes in and it's almost like he's cleaning up the town yeah you know, and he's finding out like by the nature of his music, everything's mm-hmm. getting better. He mm-hmm. catches the kid is is dealing and and like the reason people don't come in, the reason deal like at the <laughs> craps kid table. Shouldn't be dealing anyway. Right. <laughs> well, I'm thinking he's just like a younger guy, right? Okay. Okay. But like may, maybe he's. I was just gonna say it's a mom and pop type. Yeah. Of, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, casino, you know, but like kids work the table. Oh, yeah. Work. So the, well, like so think, the kid think about thinks, this. He's he's trying what he's. He in, thinks it's he's helping. trying to help by right. winning money from people, but people right. don't play there because they always lose. Yeah. Got it. Right? And so there's, and, you know, uh, Joe finds out, cleans up the act, gets real dice at the table so that people can win and, like, when they okay, win okay, and okay, shit okay, like okay. that. I don't know. I'm just, like, no, spitballing here. I'm taking it, like, deeper yeah, into... No, no, no. <laughs> I want to I throw in one more thing because we love to do that, just, like, throw in random things that'll <laughs> tie that into it. So What? No. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, I think Joe cleans up the kid like he, he says like that's wrong yeah he and sets him straight he sets him and straight he speaks to his character right right he's right very kind of righteous but or whatever i really like this idea that stump threatens joe's life somewhere at the end of act two joe gets kidnapped and like left out in the desert for dead <laughs> all right all right hold on follow me i'm following all right you. follow me so like because because we were remo- so like joe is the guy who's like bringing everything back for the the wheel so like if they get rid of him now they don't they don't have yep, the yep, act. So I like that he's like stuck in the desert. Okay. And in the scene where Stump finds out that the kid is using loaded dice is like during that. So so Stump enters the hotel while Joe's gone and the kid thinks like, Well, Joe vanished, it's all up to me. Stump goes to play dice, goes to play craps at the kid's table. Okay. And, and at he's the kid's like, table. At the kid's table. <laughs> <laughs> and and the ki- the kid. How old is this kid? I, I like. I, I feel no, like he's it, definitely he's definitely old enough to be a okay a dealer. But we're okay. just calling the kid. Got it. All right. Also, are they just playing dice in a casino? Or are no, they I keep playing, call, like I said craps. craps. I said craps. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, right, yeah. I was, so 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 lot, Stump walks in. Yeah, they don't like bust out the cardboard <laughs> and shit. So so Stump walks in. in the back alley. After Joe has gone missing, and and maybe like everyone knows, like when people go missing, like stumps the person who usually does it. He's got to use the fake dice again, so he's like mm-hmm. he's like sort of brought back into this quote unquote sin got to it. try and win against the bad guy, and he gets found out, and that's when Joe like comes in the door. Okay, so Joe makes his way back to the casino. He does make his desert. way back to the c- casino just in time to save the kid. Okay, thanks Uber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. That's or sorry, that's not that's not false. You know what would be really rad is if he yeah he like found that whatever the main drag is from L A to Las Vegas or whatever, mm. and it's like a it's like a bachelorette party like in a convertible <laughs> or something. Yeah, and he's like I'll I'll play for you guys in the way there. Yeah, I really really like it because especially as we're entering Act Three, mm. it makes perfect sense that there's this moment of like where's our hero yeah right, maybe right. Sam's kind of mad too like she thinks he yeah. deserted like, yeah right. right maybe she thinks that Stump actually scared him off yeah so eventually he uh, uh, Bucky Joe makes uh, it back yeah to he makes scene. it back to the hotel and during that time 
And we're, we're yeah, we're kind of at the climax, right? Because Stomp's in the hotel, and he's just found out that uh, the kid, the kid who needs a name, they're just stumping the kid, stumping Stump the kid. Yeah, the kid. no, I like calling him the kid. Okay, he's the kid. That's, that's cool. He just, he just calls him kid. Yeah, right. All he's right. like, what up? Yeah. Come on, kid. Yeah, right on. And so, uh, so he arrives at the hotel, and just just kind of at the climax, because Stump has just found out that the kid is playing with loaded dice. And yeah, he was going to take the whole casino right there. And he's he's astonished that uh, Bucky Joe has made it back into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think it's worth kind of thinking just a little bit ahead and discussing whether or not this guy is, uh, whether or not Stump is going to meet a uh, Disney-esque demise <laughs> or if this guy is going to get, like, shot in the head. There hasn't been a gun yet. That's true. That's, that is true. <laughs> like, how, how like, I, I feel like... How do they win? Like, yeah, this is a perfect opportunity to kind of work backwards. Or, yeah. or is it, does it come down to, like, a game of craps and it's sort of like what Chris was describing earlier in but I don't know if, James Bond? Yeah. Where... But, I, I do like the idea that it comes down to this game of craps because it has to do with dice, but I don't know if Joe should cheat because he spent the whole time sh- telling the kid that he shouldn't cheat. I don't know, like like the greater good kind of arguments but, there. Right, so sp- so <laughs> yeah. spin so spin it for a second. So like, what if wh- what if it's the fact that we've already established the kid had loaded dice? Yep. So he walks in. People are gathered around because there's already been this discussion about yeah. rolling for the casino, right? Yeah. They're not really playing craps. They're literally just talking about rolling yeah, dice yeah. in the casino. There's the moment to that where Kid looks at Joe mm-hmm. and is like, and you get this like eye contact of kids telling Joe that Stump has the loaded dice, uh, right? Like through yeah. through so, this like connection thing, and so Kid he has he has a set of weighted dice that when he's playing. He swaps in and out. The weighted dice always roll a seven. And we get that through exposition earlier yeah. in the story. That like yeah. he swaps those in and anytime he puts those in, they roll it rolls a seven every time, which craps out the table. Yep. I think that's right. And um You know more about craps than the rest of us. I, yeah, I know. You it's been it's been a while. Definitely do. Yeah. It's been a while. Um and so it's not the first time we said something wrong on the show. Yeah, casino wins, right? <laughs> and so so essentially, um when when you get here we get to the end. Um, Stump's got the Stump, dice. Stump grabs the dice. We have this like little quick moment between Bucky and the kid, and Bucky knows like like Stump's holding the weighted dice yeah. because Stump seems super confident. He says, "We'll make a bet. One roll of the dice," yeah. and and yeah. and Bucky jumps in and says, and just like jumps in front of him and says, "Fine, we'll roll the dice. Yeah. You anything but a seven, you win this place." Right. So so that exchange between like, Bucky, I want seven is essentially what he says. I want yeah. seven. Just to kind of clarify, in lieu of kind of like this violent shootout or whatever, I mean, this Stump ultimately is defeated because despite the fact that he's a total bastard, he's kind of a man of his word and he values his reputation and stuff like that. And so he's not willing to I mean, lose I get, face. Yeah, in front of this crowd, yeah, he's got to back down. I don't know. Is it kind of weak? Or does he roll roll the dice and Bucky Joe just shoots him in the head? <laughs> oh, oh maybe that's what happens. So he, he sets the dice down, he walks towards the door, and then they all turn around and just, like, shoot up the place. <laughs> I, I, lost this movie's that. got everything, man. It's got musical numbers, it's got humor, it's got <laughs> fucking action. I don't know. It might be pretty a pretty lame close, right? If, if he just kind of wanders out defeated... I don't know. I kind of thought of it as more of like a mental victory. Like yeah. I outsmarted you. 
Yeah, I did too. Like we outsmarted the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm thinking technically it would be better for Stump to just roll the dice and lose. To um to Kelsch's point earlier, I think it's like yeah, in 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 if we're substituting kind of a battle of skill mm-hmm. for a battle of wits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. in other words, I don't I wouldn't feel right about ending the flick with this giant like shootout or whatever because up until this point we like no one we have not discussed anyone's aptitude with guns (laughs) yeah right right (laughs) so i like the idea for better or worse and i mean this is part of the process and this is like the 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 exercise is sort of designed to do this right like i feel like that's kind of the best option where it makes sense to go yeah if we if we need an excuse for Bucky Joe to have to leave town. I mean, there could be some, I don't know, some sort of, I feel like at some point or some part in the art, in the, in the, like when they're gambling or something, the crowd can turn on him or somehow the crowd turns on him, but Sam and the kids still know he meant good. Mm. Like, so the town kind of runs him out, but like we, like the audience and like the true people know that he was still a good guy. Oh, See, gotcha. I, you know, honestly, I, I was kind of—I kind of liked where you were going in reference to kind of leveraging the crowd, and like maybe that's kind of—if—if if, if one of the questions, one of the outstanding questions is how do we get uh, Stump to kind of back down? Maybe it's this event that is sort of a turning point for the community that basically says like we're not going to put up with your shit anymore, Stump, and that sort of drives him out of town. Now, granted, that doesn't solve our situation with Bucky being sort of this lone ranger who ultimately has to leave. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, yeah, nothing necessarily bad or nefarious has to happen to Bucky. Maybe maybe it is as simple as, you know, well, why are you going? Well, listen, just like your little casino was in trouble, other people are in trouble. <laughs> and I'm... I'm uh, and I'm Bucky Joe, and I'm... <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> Bucky Joe out. Boom. <laughs> this climatic event is how the townspeople aka the hotel sort of mm-hmm. uh collectively turn on stump and run him out so you know it's sort of like a uh you know there's only one of you and there's whatever a hundred of us sort of deal yeah, yeah. like and, ro- like roadhouse yeah so it's, it's well i mean it's like so like now that now all the the members of the casino are like empowered yeah. And yeah, yeah and you know they sort of find new confidence and shit like that and so <laughs> we kind of know that stump isn't going to come back because you know in a lot of ways bucky's bucky joe has kind of taught them how to fish mm-hmm. or how to defend themselves and sort of in, 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 a, in yeah. a way i like that I, I like and you could play that a, a bunch of different ways it could either be that they they're defiant or that yeah they're, it's it, it could it could be as simple as like there are fans of this place now and we're going to be really pissed if it goes away you know yeah yeah, yeah i think we got to call it. we we got we got to bring this it. one to a close yeah. Yeah. i think that's as good as it gets he rides yeah. off into the sunset yep in and his never... blood red car yep yep it was red blood red all right three two one and, and fade, fade to, to black. black fade to black <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's all right. We can cut you in wherever we yeah. want. That was, the, that was the fastest three, two, one I've ever heard. Well, so it could be a delay on the phone. So, so Justin hates us when we do a really uh, slow yeah. fade to black, and so I've gotten used to doing a really fast one. Yeah. So, really quick recap. So, Bucky Joe is a musician, country western uh, musician who rides into town in his uh, red, blood red Camaro, and uh, he wanders into a the wagon wheel which is a hotel casino on the old vegas strip on fremont street a rundown yeah and it's yeah definitely dilapidated and uh dire straits and so he approaches sam the bartender and uh he says to her that yeah he's looking for work and she says listen don't bother the hotel casino is going to be sold in a few days uh to the stump hotel group to what was his name ronald Ronald Stump. Ronald Stump. K. Strom. And uh, just then, uh, some of uh, Ronald Stump's goons wander in and start to rough up Sam. And this is when uh, Bucky Joe's sense for justice kind of kicks in. And he decides to uh, stick around for no charge. Pro bono, yeah. Yeah, pro bono. And uh, help the casino uh, through his musical act, which uh, is a big hit. Uh, So... Bucky Joe teams up with uh, Sam's son, uh, who we will call the kid, and uh, they kind of form a relationship, and the kid helps promote Bucky Joe's uh, musical act, and uh, it spreads like wildfire. And so upon hearing that the uh, the wagon wheel is no longer in uh, dire straits and by extension no longer needs to sell, Ronald Stump uh, decides to pay uh bucky joe uh a visit Mm -hmm. and so he wanders in into the middle of his set one night and uh there's an encounter between uh bucky joe and ronald stump and ronald stump tries to convince bucky joe to uh sort of switch sides so to speak sell out yeah you know he tries to get him to sell out and uh bucky joe's not having any of it so uh Ronald Stump, realizing that he's not going to uh, acquire the hotel by legal means, uh, threatens Bucky, uh, threatens Joe, and uh, promptly leaves. Later that night, uh, Bucky Joe is knocked unconscious when he walks into his hotel room and wakes up in the middle of the desert. Meanwhile, back at the wagon wheel, there is an intense game of craps happening yeah. Uh, between uh, Ronald Stump and the kid, the kid being the dealer, um, whom we now know uh, frequently plays with loaded dice um, because even though I forgot to mention it earlier... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was trying, yeah, he was yeah. trying to help save the casino. Yeah, uh, the kid is uh, known to play with loaded dice because up until now that has been his way of uh, helping the casino succeed uh, by stealing people's money. Yeah. And so, and, uh, and Bucky Joe had set him straight. And and up until now, Bucky Joe had set him straight. But uh, with Bucky Joe suddenly missing, the kid sort of relapses and falls back on uh, using loaded dice for this game of craps. To be the villain, you know. Right to beat the villain. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it, so uh, he pulls it out as like a because he's he looks up to Bucky and yeah, he wants yeah. to be the hero yeah. yeah or he has to fill in for the hero he flies, he flies too close to the sun oh, yep. <laughs> most definitely and uh, so Ronald Stump catches 
the kid in the act and rips this rips the loaded dice uh, from his hands and just then Bucky Joe returns having hitched a ride from these bachelorettes on their way to Las Vegas from California and challenges him to a final roll of the dice and through an exchange between Bucky and the kid the kid relays to Bucky that Ronald Stump can't roll anything but a seven because he's rolling with loaded dice so the wager that uh, Bucky proposes is if you roll anything but a seven the hotel is yours the casino is yours and Ronald Stump sort of crippling under the pressure of onlookers uh, the onlookers being sort of the uh, the townsfolk in our in our western scenario in other words the uh, the the hotel and casino staff there's patrons there. uh, and yeah and, yeah. and yeah and, and patrons of the of the the hotel casino buckles under the pressure and rolls the dice and naturally he rolls a seven uh, and uh, through this major victory everyone regains confidence in themselves and they reclaim the wagon wheel and drive stump out of town so to speak at which point uh sam and the kid are reunited with their hero uh but uh he cannot stay long for he is a for he is a wanderer and a rambler and there are other people in need right and so bucky uh Bucky Joe drives off into the sunset in his blood red Camaro uh, with the dice on his mirror. <laughs> and gets run off the road. Yeah. <laughs> and is immediately T-boned by a semi-truck. <laughs> by Big Rig Rick semi-truck. Is that from episode one? Yeah, yeah that is a definitely episode one. Uh, I'll call back. Cool. All right. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch some of this <laughs> yeah what would, what would what would we call this oh and God, why would you watch this it? yeah well all right let's think of a name what would you call this fil- this flick six strings from sundown that's not bad six strings till sundown till sundown i like that i know like there's no reference to sundown or anything but i just <laughs> I, I like the fact that it's like that's that's it's western set. like yeah. western is shit right so it's well like, and he leaves at sundown so it's yeah. like six strings till sundown I like it. Yeah. Six strings till sundown. All right. Uh, yeah, I think there's some good stuff in this one. I... Okay. So if you have any ideas in reference to Bucky's hit songs, you can email us at storymachine9000 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at storymachine9k, hashtag sm9k. Our logo was designed by David Padgett. Our theme music was composed and performed by David Ailing. This episode was edited by Justin Teal. Mixing and sound design by David Ailing. And additional technical support was provided by Justin Teal. You can find The Story Machine 9000 on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.